Hey, what's up, everyone? And thanks so much for tuning into my podcast. My name is Michaela, and this is Faking It. Okay, so for this first episode, I'm really excited because it's a topic that is super relevant in my life right now, and that's the topic of moving. Whether you're moving 30 minutes away, four hours away, or if you're moving significantly further like I just did. So I've moved several times in my life, not only as a child um, under the age of five. we My family moved a couple of times, but I spent most of my life in Iowa, and that's where I grew up, and that's where I went to college. And even in college alone, I moved probably six times. So I've had my fair share of, ex- of moving experience of moving, sorry, and I've also moved basically ac- across the country from my family. So I think that this is something that's super relevant and can also be super scary if you don't ask questions or find a support system. So the first thing I really wanted to talk about was how scary it might be. So this is applicable to, again, moving to college or moving out on your own for the first time or moving far away. I am a big advocate for the fact that you cannot let fear take over your life and you cannot let fear dictate what route you go. It's so easy to be complacent and to be so comfortable in the life that you're living or Well, honestly, there's nothing wrong with complacency. There's nothing wrong with if you're happy where you are, then by no means don't don't change that aspect of your life. Change other things maybe. But to do something directly because you are scared is probably the scariest thing that I can think of. I have now two instances in my life where – I have been so to the bone scared about things and those two opportunities ended up being the best decisions I've ever made and the most growing and the time that I've really, I guess, bonded with myself, learned so much about myself and kind of make me feel like a badass. I'm not going to lie. So the other time that I'm referring to other than moving to Nashville is the time that I did study abroad and I traveled halfway across the world. And I can do a whole another episode on that. Um, I have some really great friends, my best friends actually, who have done the same thing. And so I would like to get their input on their study abroad experience because all of ours were very different. Um, So that's another thing that I'll talk about. And trust me, I have plenty of stories. So again, I have always told anyone that my biggest fear in life over anything well there's a couple but the but the one that's applicable to this topic is my fear of waking up one day whether that's 30 40 50 60 80 my biggest fear is waking up one day and being shocked or being so upset at myself. I don't know how many people this actually happens to or if it's just this 
fear in my head that I've made up, which honestly is probable. Um, but my fear is waking up one day, looking at my life and thinking, holy crap, where did those years go? I've done nothing. I've, I've done nothing to, to grow myself, to build better relationships. I, you know, right out of college, worked at a bank and have been working at a bank forever, have all these kids and a husband and whatever. And that's perfectly fine. I don't want to have anyone under the impression that living a simple life is not okay. It definitely is. I grew up in a community and with family members who, and friends even, who are happy with what they know. And that is fine. And that you know, they say different strokes for different folks. I do not want to preach at anybody who believes deep down in their soul that they are content with their lives because that is the the biggest thing that I want to talk about. And I'm saying the opposite only because I feel so strongly in the fact that I do not want that life for myself. There's nothing wrong with it. And my, my parents are products of that to, to a certain extent. There's an absolutely nothing wrong with complacency or with living the life that you currently have and wanting nothing different. If you truly want that, then, then that's all that anyone can ask for. But for myself, I knew that I wanted to get out. I wanted to explore the world. I wanted to to just live and to do things that I wanted to do and not let anybody hold me back. So how did I wind up on Nashville? That's a great question. I guess I have a little bit of my friend McKenna to thank for that and also my love for country music and it's a growing city. I think when I moved here a month ago, everyone was saying that they have an average of 100 new movers coming into the city per day, which is ridiculous. And Nashville is three times the size of Des Moines, Iowa, which is Iowa's state cap- capital. And so it's it's crazy, but I really like it, and I I'm I'm glad that I did it. The second thing that I really wanted to discuss today is all of the preparation. Um, I can do a separate extension on this about finding apartments, finding jobs. But for this episode, I really want it to be an overview and then just kind of get a feel for um, how in-depth I want to go beyond that. So definitely look up reviews. Look up reviews for jobs. Look up reviews for the city and definitely apartments. So I, like I said, have moved to Nashville all by myself. I live in a one-bedroom apartment with my dog, and I don't know a single soul. That's a lie. I don't really know anybody who's here in Nashville. The only person that I even remotely knew who was in Nashville was a girl that I knew through mutual friends. So her really good friend from high school went to my college, and I became friends with her. And so that was the extent of my friendships in the city. So definitely do your research. There's so many blogs and so many resources out there that you can find about the city that you're moving to. And with that is a whole different topic. I mean, 
you can move somewhere and then try to find a job or at least narrow down a location or a couple of locations and then look for jobs specifically in those areas. That's kind of the route that I chose. Or some might recommend or push you towards finding jobs or finding where your career is popular or where there's a lot of different jobs out there for your major or for the job that you specifically want. And so here in Nashville, obviously, a bunch of the job choices are with Warner Music Group, um, Big Machine Records, Sony Music Label, CMT. So a lot of marketing jobs also include the music industry, which is something that I don't necessarily want to get into. But kind of just think of it that way. Um, but definitely do not do what I almost did, which was just move to a city and then figure it out later. That works for some people. Do not get me wrong, but that is not something that I would recommend. Um, so definitely do your research, look up reviews, um, and things like that. So money is the next thing. Like I said, I graduated in December of 2018, and I moved the end of June 2019, so just about a month ago. So my recommendation for money, and again, everyone is their own person. You know, everyone feels secure with a certain amount in their bank account, um, but they aren't joking. I I feel like everyone always says it takes a lot of money to move and you just don't think about all of the expenses. Moving from apartment to apartment in my college town, yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't worry about the money too much. One, because rent is so much cheaper. It's about half the price of, it's about half the price that I'm paying now, which is fabulous. Um, But, I would say, depending on where you're moving, it's a good idea to have a cushion of anywhere to, and again, this just really depends on where you're moving and what your situation is. So personally for me, I wanted to hit $10,000 or $5,000 in my bank account in order to move. So that just kind of varies on where you're moving. So if I was moving to another town in Iowa or I was moving to our capital, Des Moines, I might have been closer to the 5000 range of designated funds for moving. And then moving to a bigger city, there's more costs. Um, you also have to think about the length of your leases. So I had an overlap month of July where I paid two separate rents. So my rent back in Ames, Iowa, and then my rent here in Nashville. So I get super anxious when it comes to money in general. Um, So because I had that overlap month, I still wanted to be on that higher end of the range. So other unexpected purchases that you need you need to keep in mind are your deposits. Deposits for apartments in my college town are 
insignificant. I mean, at most it's one month's rent, which is, isn't insignificant, you know, if, if that's all you're used to, but moving to a big city, it triples. So I think in college down deposits were something like one month's rent, which was anywhere from $300 to 500, 600. And then some apartments, um, were more than that upwards of $900 a month. But moving to Nashville, I had a pet deposit. I had a non-refundable deposit. I had a reservation fee or an application fee. So in some instances, you'll pay a fee just to apply to be even just even be considered to live in that apartment complex, which is unheard of where I'm from. And in some cases, like my friend Lindsay, she applied and was out that money. And you know that that happens. So that's just something to keep in mind. Um, obviously, that gets into a whole different topic of credit score and you know debt to income ratio, things like that. That maybe I can discuss in another another podcast, but. Definitely consider the money. And there's a couple of different things. Obviously, I had a job all throughout college pretty much except my freshman year. So I always had some source of income. Another thing to keep in mind is I understand that a lot of people are in a lot of different situations. But in some cases, parents will help pay for either the initial move-in or if you're really struggling and you just bit off more than you can chew, you know, obviously you can ask your parents, um, but that obviously depends on the person in the situation. So just wanted to throw that out. Another recommendation I have about money is bring as much as you can from home, just because, for instance, my situation, I Felt like when I moved around in college, I just left some stuff at home and then would bring it as I needed it. I'm treating this move as in I'm never coming back home. And so I took almost everything that I own. That way, yes, it's more to move, but I also went through all of my stuff at home and got rid of clothes, got rid of things, and just treated it as if I have to bring all of my belongings because I didn't want to haul them all the way down here and also just a way to just purge things that you just don't need. Whereas like in college, I I kept all of my high school t-shirts and all of my sports shirts and stuff, and I just don't need them anymore. And so I feel like after college, I was finally – I finally got to the point where I was like, okay, you need to get rid of these. You're never going to wear them again. You haven't worn them in four years. So I kind of treated it as like a, a time to purge. But also bring as much furniture as you can. Obviously, ask your parents. Um, see if they have any old items. My parents, thankfully, were remodeling our kitchen. And um, they had a bunch of stuff from previous moves that they just hoarded in our basement. So I had a couple of things that I could use throughout college and in my move here. Um so yeah, asking family members, going on the Facebook pages to find furniture. Something that I really think is important to know, it's okay if your apartment doesn't look like 
all of the bloggers, Pinterest boards, things like that. It will. It'll get there. It'll just take time and you can't expect everything to be perfect. And if you do, one, I hope that your parents are helping you pay for it. Or two, I hope you saved up a lot of money. And if that's a priority for you, definitely do it. But if you don't have to, or if you're kind of on a tighter budget, don't worry about it. I have a friend who just moved to Dallas and she didn't even have a couch. She doesn't have any furniture other than an entertainment center and her bedroom furniture. So it's okay to not have everything that you need immediately. And it doesn't need to be high quality stuff. So right now for an entertainment center, I'm using a four cube organizer from Target that I got, what, freshman year of college. That's not ideal, but whatever. I really wanted a coffee table and a rug and I don't have either of those. Um, Yeah, I have like a half empty apartment and a mishmash of different items that I've collected or that I've gathered. The only thing I really purchased was a couch. Um, It was super inexpensive at Ashley Furniture Store. So yeah, definitely lean on the cheaper side of things, but also at the same time, maybe just buy staples. So if you're going to buy something, make sure that it's something that isn't necessarily just trendy, but something that is sturdy and that's going to last you for four to seven years maybe. So that's something that I'm trying to keep in mind. And again, don't get down on yourself if your apartment isn't like the bloggers or like all of your Pinterest boards. It will get there, slowly accumulate things. And then that's just a whole other topic within itself. I mean, if you slowly accumulate things, you'll appreciate your items more and they'll mean more to you and you can find a better direction of design Instead of just buying a bunch of stuff, putting it together, and then being like, I hate everything. So kind of a tangent, but that's something that I definitely have to keep reminding myself. Don't get carried away and buy a bunch of stuff, especially if you're on a tighter budget. It's just not necessary. So that's another suggestion I have. Another thing that I would really recommend is either moving with a friend or going to Facebook. So I'm living in a one-bedroom apartment, like I said, and I really like my freedom and my space. But again, I'm paying for it. So it's it's more expensive. And in some cases, some two-bedroom apartments that I looked at were the same price, if not less. Or some in some, I mean, obviously in most cases there are more, but some of the apartments that I looked at, the price was either the exact same. Or a little bit more expensive, which is ridiculous because, you know, it's it's like you pay the same to live on your own as it, and you'd pay half as much to live with another roommate. So definitely, I would recommend living with a roommate just so you don't drive yourself crazy. You can make friends that way. Um, if you're not moving with a friend, definitely look on Facebook. That's how I found my roommate in college was just our little Facebook roommates page. And I know a lot of people that it worked out really well. In some cases, it doesn't. But especially for college, 10 out of 10 recommend moving in with a random roommate, somebody you meet on Facebook. That way you can branch out a little bit, even if you do have friends that are going to school with you. 
I do have one friend that moved to Nashville who met her roommates on Facebook. Definitely a very good option for me. I'm paranoid (laughs) that I'm going to be massacred. So I could not live with somebody I didn't know. Obviously, if I knew ahead of time that she was moving here, I would have tried to meet up with her beforehand. Uh, But there's so many ways to do it. Definitely don't go in, you know, random, random and just have no clue. But definitely try to meet people, you know, stuff like that. That's a good, that's a good recommendation. But also be smart about it. You know, don't just, just be smart about finding roommates. Speaking of moving, my best friend is actually packed, has packed up all of her stuff this morning and is going home temporarily. And then she's moving to Memphis, Tennessee. So I'm super excited for her. And uh, I just messaged her and was like, I know you're crying right now. We are so sentimental. I mean, me and both both of my best friends, we are just so sentimental. And like our first time, sorry, this is such a tangent, but still along the lines of moving. When I first moved from college, when I was moving back home for the summer, we cried. My roommate texted me and she was like, I'm literally sitting in the parking lot right now with my car full of my stuff and I'm sobbing and ugh. Yeah, definitely recommend going the Facebook route. That's where I met her, and we are best friends. Um, And then we actually met our third friend, Lauren, who lived right next to us in our dorm room. So, yeah, super exciting, kind of a success story for you. So I'll go into different moving questions. So I posted on my Instagram just a simple, you know, message about what are your questions or concerns on the topic of moving across the country alone, big city, anything like that. So a couple of the things that I received. um, So one of my really good, she says I haven't cried yet today. Amazing. So proud of her. We are just such crybabies. Anyways. So the first person who responded was one of my really good friends from high school. And he asks, the hardest part. The hardest part for me when it comes to moving was just my my attachment. I love my family. I love my friends. I'm. It's so easy for me to be complacent and to just stick with what I know because it's so much easier to just stay than it is to go. But again, I'm also taking into consideration my conversations with him. And so I know what he's referencing when it comes to the hardest part. He has wanted to move to LA for as almost as long as I've known him. And I've known him since I was a freshman in high school. So definitely my recommendation to anybody who is just concerned with taking that first step is just do it. And I think I told him that in my response. I just said, pulling the trigger is the hardest part. You've talked about it forever. Do it. Because honestly, that's so true. Do it, do it, do it. Think about it later um, because the hardest part is just taking that step and just doing it. So kind of what I did is just went through the motions, looked for apartments, looked for jobs, went to interviews, stuff like that. But the hardest part is just convincing yourself to do it. So the second one is from my friend. 
So my friend Lauren asks, what's the best way to make friends in a new city? So I'll get into this in the next portion where I talk about people's advice. But for me, I would say you can make friends anywhere, especially being in such a big city like Nashville. I'm very fortunate because there are so many people who are not locals and everyone's kind of in the same boat. So it's kind of like college all over again where, I mean, you see somebody once in a class, you sit down with them and you can become best friends. It's kind of the same way here. I made a friend because she was the receptionist at one of the jobs that I interviewed with. Um, One girl messaged me on LinkedIn because she was asking me about the job that I had when I moved here. Um, And then she introduced me to one of her friends. What else? One of my friends said that she made – my friend Alexis said that she made friends at the dog park. You can just make friends anyway. I mean, in your apartment complex, at your job, doing activities like, you know, workout classes, if that's something that you're interested in. But yeah, doing things that you're interested in, you will find people who have the same interests as you and therefore you can make friends that way. So yeah, definitely making friends in a new city is kind of hard, but Another recommendation is just do things. Do not get cooped up in your apartment. And again, I, I can get into that a little bit later. So my boyfriend, Andrew, says missing people back home. Yes, definitely. He knows me well enough that I have I have attachment to people. And I'm very sentimental. So missing people back home is inevitable. But, you know, it gets worse before it gets better. You're going to sit there and you're – depending on – who you are and what you're like and who you're moving with. I mean, I definitely had to take a couple moments where I was so upset and just needed to cry a little bit, but it's just kind of like being at college. I mean, I would go through periods of time where I would hardly ever go visit my family. Um, so, so far I'm doing pretty, pretty well. It hasn't hit me too much. Um, but again, this is something that I've wanted for so long. So it was easy to make the move and to realize, hey, I'm not going to see people and that's okay. Definitely do trips. Again, I live, you know, pretty far away. And so my friends and my boyfriend, you know, can make the trip to see me and it's something new and exciting for them. And they don't have to pay for a hotel, but also go home, see your family. And, you know, it's it shouldn't be too bad. Another one is... Jaden asks, the best way to find a job slash place to live since you aren't always able to make 900 trips to the area? That is a great question Um, and something that I really struggled with before I moved to Nashville. I, thankfully enough, was able to kind of set a benchmark for myself. Like at the beginning of June or the end of May, I really wanted to have something solidified. So I booked like a period of time, I think a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, that I was strictly in Nashville. Uh, My mother and I drove down and I had interviews Thursday and Friday all day. And so just preparing ahead of time, you just want to make sure that you set yourself a deadline and either take a week off of work if you're fortunate enough to do that or take off like a Thursday, Friday, and then the weekend and just schedule as many interviews as you can at that time and then 
in between my interviews, I scheduled a ton of apartment viewings. So that's the kind of the route that I went. Definitely recommend taking one big trip, especially if you're planning on moving such a far away, a far distance away from where you currently live. Um, another way to kind of go about it is as soon as you get your first interview, kind of work out with them a time and then kind of make your inner other interviews around that same time. So definitely maximize your options. Apply to as many jobs as you can. There's so many places to go. I mean, there's Indeed, there's Glassdoor. I- there are so many different resources when it comes to finding jobs and finding apartments. When it came to finding jobs, I really utilized Indeed, LinkedIn, ZipRecruiter, Glassdoor, not only looking at their company websites just to, you know, further educate yourself about their business, but to also find out if it's legit or not, which is a whole different topic. Um, But definitely do your research and go to their website, look into the jobs and see if it's something that you can find yourself doing or even, you know, be a creep and look up other people who are in that position or who work there and just, you know, do a little bit of Facebook stalking. See if, you know, these are your type of people. Kind of get a feel for what you're walking into. But then also for apartments, I definitely suggest using apartments.com. That's mainly what I used. They have great resources and a lot of information as well as websites linked directly on their website so you can see the individual apartment complexes websites and just get familiar with the amenities and things like that but also you can schedule your appointments directly from apartments.com so really recommend them i found it to be really useful okay so then i had another question prompt that i asked my followers and it was to my friends who have moved do you have any advice or tips for those who want to slash are moving what do you wish you would have known before moved so i have a couple of answers for this one Uh, my friend trevor said find the closest bar and become a local great advice Um, coming from my friend Trevor, that definitely sounds like an answer from him. And at first I thought he was joking, but he was definitely being serious. And I definitely agree with him. Basically, another way to interpret this answer is just get a routine and stick to it because you will find familiar faces and you will find that other people also have routines and it'll kind of match up. So that's a really good suggestion. And he said, if it worked in Omaha, Nebraska, then it can work anywhere. So yes, find a local bar and make some friends. My my next one is from Andrew. And he said, be ready to deal with all types of roommates. Of course, if you're going the roommate option or if you're going – if you're going the roommate route, definitely be prepared whether it's college or post-grad, definitely keep in mind that there are a lot of different personalities and moving in with somebody is rough stuff. I mean, it it can be hard. Um, Morgan said, join club leagues or find a regular fitness class to meet people. Also, your coworkers. Great idea, great tip. Again, kind of like with what Trevor said about the bar, 
join clubs, find a routine and do things that you love doing because chances are you'll find people who also have the same interests and bada bing, bada boom, you can find friends that way. (laughs) Another thing is coworkers. Yeah, I definitely made friends at my previous job and it's so much easier that way also because you're with them for so many hours of the day. So that's a super convenient way to make friends. Um, Another thing that Morgan said, also just make the move. There is so much more to life than your hometown. And again, as I said earlier, making the move is the hardest part. Once you do that, everything else is so much easier. She also mentioned the hometown. So Morgan grew up in a town even smaller than my hometown with like, I don't know, a graduating class of 30 people from high school, I'm sure. So again, let me just remind you guys that if you have no problem and your dream is to live in your hometown and you cannot think of anything else that would make you happier, go for it. But this is talking more so more so to the people who do not want to be in that situation, you know, or have that hunger to get out and to move and to experience new things. So like she said, there's so much more to your hometown, but if that's your vibe, then stick with it. Kyle, my friend from college, says, to be honest, get out and do something, literally anything. It helps with being cooped up all day. So yeah, whether you're being cooped up in your apartment all day or cooped up at your job all day, if you work an office job or a job where you're pretty isolated most of the day, get out of the house. Go do things. Go meet people. Join clubs. And you will find friends that way. I guarantee 100% you will not make friends sitting every day, sitting at your job and not talking to anybody, sitting at home and not talking to anybody. So definitely go out and make friends. My friend Jamie from home says, you now have to put effort into making friends. Introverts, don't be afraid to try. Yes, definitely. Even if you're an introvert, chances are if you go out somewhere, you will find other introverts or other people to be friends with. So yes, you have to put in the effort. It's not just, you know, proximity. It's not just being friends with people that you grew up with when you were five or people that are close to you. You have to make friends. Um, So that's a great suggestion. Sarah from college also had several great pieces of advice. Um, Her and I were in the same sorority in college. And so her advice was look up local AFI alumni chapters on Facebook. Great for friends and networking. Yes, yes, yes. If you were in a group, whether that's an intramural group in college or you did sports in high school, whatever it may be, look up groups or find friends that way. So something that I've really wanted to get involved in is, you know, getting more involved with my chapter and becoming an advisor. So that's a great idea. You never know when something's going to happen to you. So she said networking, going to, you never know. The coworker that you work with now might introduce you to a new group of friends. Going to that yoga class might get you your dream job or going to an alumni chapter and being involved in that might 
open up doors and opportunities for you to connect with other members of the alumni or advisory board. And you might find a new job. You might, you never, you honestly just never know. So great advice, Sarah. Find the best non-touristy things to take your visitors by exploring the city. Of course. So being in Nashville, obviously, you have to have the Broadway experience. If you don't know what it is, it's basically just a street with a ton of bars um, that are owned by famous you know, groups and country singers. So that's a super must-do. But at the same time, go do things that are not touristy. Um, because, again, you, if you go to touristy spots, you're only going to – okay, that was not necessary – if you only go to touristy spots, you're only going to make friends with people who are there for a short amount of time. So yes, definitely go to non-touristy places. Um, a really common place in Nashville is Midtown. So going to bars in Midtown where all of the locals go, a lot of the college students and uh, new new people who have moved here. So definitely great advice, Sarah. Awesome, awesome. Another thing she said is, you won't meet people if you don't make an effort. Sounds a bit harsh, but it's so true. Again, kind of along the lines of what everyone else has been saying, you have to go out and meet people. You have to do it. It's going to make your experience so much more enjoyable. So that about wraps it up for this first episode about moving. Thank you so much for everybody who took the time to give me suggestions, but also thank you to everyone who is listening. Hopefully you were able to find some helpful hints or some tips or just some great advice when it comes to moving. But if you have recently moved or if you've ever moved in your life, what are your tips? What have you found? What did you wish you would have known beforehand? Definitely go DM me on Instagram, leave a review for this podcast. I really appreciate it. And like I said, I want this to be an open communication so definitely give me your feedback and let me know what you guys want to hear. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate all of your guys' support. So I will talk to you guys next time. Have a great day.